0: If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite. NetSuite.com slash suite.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to the In Penny Stock podcast. I'm your host, Mubarak Shah, CPA and founder of In Penny Stock, And on this show, I help people around the world take control of their finances, understand the markets, you know, regardless of your background experience, and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about checking your bank account or ever living paycheck to paycheck again. Now, if you like the show, I'd love it if you can click subscribe, So that way you get my new episodes automatically downloaded and sent to you as soon as they come out, so you can stay fresh on the hottest investment opportunities and education. And now finally, before we start today's show, uh, if you're interested in learning more, please feel free to text the word STOCKS, S-T-O-C-K-S, to the number 44222 from your phone or wherever you are, and you'll automatically be subscribed to our email list where you'll get our free masterclass on how you can get started learning the market and taking control of your finances. All right, let's get into the show. Hey guys, Mubarak here again of Stock. Hope you're doing well. As always, we're doing this live for everyone only for this week at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be the time where you guys can come through to ask your questions, any stock trading advice or investment tips you're looking for. I'm here to answer it for you guys. All right. Our goal here at Impenny Stock in 2020 is to become a lot more transparent, give you guys a lot more information and give you guys more and more access to us, me specifically, and our support team, as well as the course. All right. We have hundreds of videos on our back end at Impenny Stock University, and we try to teach new traders or new people looking to get into the stock market exactly how to make their first move. All right. So we're going to be offering this for everybody for about a week. And then Friday this week will be the last live to the public. And these one on ones will only be available and accessible to the executive VIP members uh, at impennystock.com. So if you're interested, go check that out after this. But for today, what I want to cover is how to understand market depth. All right. So for a lot of you guys, you might not even have heard this term or you might have heard it at times. And I'm going to kind of cover what that means today. All right. Market depth. Now, What that is essentially is exactly what happens when you're looking at an order book. All right. Basically the order book or the market depth of a stock tells you how many people are buying the stock and how many people are selling. All right. And there's a lot of important factors that will influence your trading based on how this is set up. All right. So I want to kind of show you guys what to look out for, how it'll look in your stock trading software. And, um, actually, you know, just to start about that, I want to tell you guys about how to get set up with your stock trade. All right. So, you know, the first thing you have to make sure to really understand this and follow along is to make sure you have a trading platform set up. So just kind of like real estate, how you pretty much have to go through a real estate agent most of the time to be able to buy. Though I know there's a lot of for sale by owners, which are, you know, more and more common these days, but essentially for the stock market, In order for you to buy or sell any stocks you're required to use a stock broker all right so back in the day in the 90s and stuff they used to actually call somebody and get their trades executed but nowadays with technology you can just use online platforms like e-trade uh td ameritrade has a platform fidelity charles schwab basically whoever you bank with you can ask them you can ask them if they have a trading broker that they recommend if you want an easy uh, bank exchange, you know in order to deposit your money, but basically your brokerage account is your investment account So just like you have a check-in and a savings This is a separate account where you put money into in order for you to trade All right, but let's get into the main lesson, which is market debt So what you're looking at when you're looking at market debt is how many people are looking to buy? That's the ask price and how many people are looking to sell which is the bid price. Alright, so the interesting thing to understand here is when you're actually stock trading, that there's a little exchange of variance between what you get your offering at and what you sell it at. And usually that's about a penny difference. So what you're looking at here is say you're looking at a $5 stock that might have been trending downwards. You might see the price that someone's put in that they're looking to buy. And then you'll see how many shares there are. All right, how many shares are trying to be bought at that offer? Right, so here you see there's five dollars, and they're trying to buy a hundred shares, a hundred thousand shares, and at 499, someone's trying to sell at 5k. Now, this is what we would call very shallow or low market depth because there's not a lot of traders on here. If you were to open up the level two, and that's a very important feature, all right, a lot of people don't talk about it, but level two is a key feature that gives you access to the order book. It allows you to see this platform right here, live on your screen for any stock on the market, and it literally tells you how many people are hiring, how many people are selling, and at what price, okay? And then something that runs along the order book is something called a ticker tape, all right, or a tape. So if you ever hear someone talking about reading the tape or the tape ticker, anything like that, they're referring to the actual real-time transaction history of these stocks and what I mean by that is the tape essentially because back in the day it was a man it was an actual tape that was outputted from the stock market exchange and the hardware they used to use there so it used to actually tell you okay this stock got bought at five dollars stock so I got sold at 499 498 497 and it would tell you the actual orders as they're happening so nowadays it's still available and you still get access to it, but you have to make sure you ask for level two. And a lot of the times for starting brokers and for new traders, this isn't readily available for you. So you have to actually, you know, after you set up the software, you might have to hit their customer success or service up or give them a call. And they'll activate it for you, usually for free or for a lo- very low fee. You know, they may don't make it public because a lot of traders, fortunately for us in the penny stock markets, don't even know that they have access to level two. And this is really, once you understand level two, market depth and the order volumes, that's pretty much what you ahead of 99%, uh, 95% of traders in the market. All right, retail traders are not utilizing their technology. They're not using the features and benefits that are provided to them through their trading platform. And so you definitely want to make sure you're doing that. Okay, that's how you're going to get the edge. And that's what we need in the penny stock markets. That's really what allows us to succeed, because we're not up against Wall Street. We're not up against you know the billions of dollars invested into high frequency trading software and algorithmic trading, all right? You're not going against machines and AI who have just billions of data points that they can kind of automatically, quickly move the markets. You're just facing other retail traders like you and I. So when you get a competitive advantage like this, like having level two and understanding market depth, this puts you in an advantage to be able to profit from the stocks. So essentially, let me tell you what you're looking for when you're looking at the market depth or the order volume right here, here in the, uh, let's call this the book, right? This is the order book. And I, I wrote it there, but yeah. So essentially what you have here is it's going to tell you how many shares are being bought and how many are being sold. And the reason it's important to look at is because this will tell you what direction the stock price is going to move. All right, it's just constantly like a tug of war battle between these two guys, and so obviously, you know, I think intuitively you can even tell here that when you see something like someone's trying to buy a hundred thousand shares, and you see people only trying to sell, you know, maybe at five dollars, or are trying to sell maybe ten k, and maybe at five hundred one, someone's trying to buy ten k, right? When you see the you know these sells and these orders, what's going to happen is you can look at the big blocks. You're looking for the hundred k's, the fifty k's. Because what happens is that usually at those points, the price of the stock will end up moving. Because somebody made so many, it's called hitting the bid. So what's happening is that if you're buying so much and you're hitting the bid, and again, it can be used kind of differently, but if you're constantly buying, then it's going to keep on hitting where it's supposed to for the stock exchange. And you're going to be able to profit off of that by knowing the direction in which it's going. Right. So just looking at this example, when I see a hundred K on the buy side and only like 10, 15, 20 K on the sell side, as long as the prices match up, which they're pretty much around the same, the $5, dollars four ninety nine, dollars 99 then I can tell that the stock price is going to go up because someone's trying to buy it at $5 and they're going to propel through the stock. On the same way, right, if you, if I was on the sell here and instead of this $4.99 being 5 K, if it was 500 K, now, all of a sudden, I would think that the stock price is going to go down because so many people are trying to sell. And that's when you can use the rep in the bid. So many people are trying to sell that it's going to cause the price of the stock to go down. And that's what the important formula is. You have to understand that the stock market is just an electronic algorithm, right? It's trying to match buyers and sellers. And there's a software running behind it that pretty much tells it that once there's enough demand for a certain stock at a certain level it's going to go in that direction and it's going to get to it as soon as possible. So that's why the market spread is so important to know, because uh, when you're looking for stocks to sell and buy and sell for profit, you need to understand that the level two or the or- order value will let you know whether it's liquid enough for you to get in and out of your transactions. So going back to my prior lessons or what I teach at Penny Stock University, you want to make sure that there's a good volume, and usually I'll put that at at least 100K, right? So that'll be a metric just like, you know, the high, open, low, close, dividend yield, market cap, you know, all those little kind of features or stats you see under a stock. One of them will be volume, V O L, And you want to look out for that and you want to make sure it's at least over 100K. It could be maybe 75K if you're comfortable with the stock and you've traded it before because, you know, trading volume is constantly fluctuating. But generally speaking, if it's lower than 100K, you're going to have some lag or some levels of difficulty getting in and out of your trades. And that can be dangerous because, you know, you could potentially be profiting, but can't get out of your trade. And then the stock turns against you and now you're in the red because, which means you're losing money because you weren't able to get out of the stock position in time. So definitely, you know, keep an eye on that. And then lastly, I want to get into one topic, which is important for here called low float stocks. Okay, so a float generally has to do with how many shares are outstanding for a certain company. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. So, so float means number of shares, okay? And so let me explain a concept to you guys where when a public company, when a company goes public, right, they take their, the company and pretty much all of its shares are now on the public markets, right? But some people have already have reserved Percentages, right? The management team might be holding 30%, right? So let's say say you have 100% of stuff, right? The management team has 30%. Let's say institutional investors, so big, big companies, have another 30%. And so, you know, that's 30%. And then let's say, you know, 5% is locked up, right? So lockup can happen for two different reasons. A lockup basically means that the people that are currently holding the shares Of that stock they're not able to sell it even if they wanted to and that happens really for two reasons one if it's in a retirement plan right your pensions your pension funds your 401k stuff like that those are usually um, put in as reserve stock to the mutual fund that you invest through right through your 401k or pension plan or whatever and so some of those shares they don't actively get traded so they're held up and they'll be included in this five percent the other portion, which is a bit more common, especially with more recent IPOs, is called a lockup, which is when, uh you know, if you go public with your company, insiders, in order to avoid like market manipulation, you know, they are usually required to hold on to their stock for, say, 60 days or uh, actually it's more like six months or a year or even two years or sometimes longer, depending on their contract. But those, again, because those shares aren't available to be bought or sold, they're considered restricted and they're locked up. So you have 100%, right? Every company has 100% shares obviously. And then you have 30 for um, you have 30 saved up for the management, you have 30 for the uh, institutional investors and you have 5 for the you know, lockup restricted. So this all comes up to 65, so you're left with 35%, right? Now this is a pretty decent flow, It's a little low, but basically The reason float is important is because essentially it tells you how many shares of that stock are available to the public. All right. So how many shares are even trading and available for trade in the market? That's important to know because if you understand what I was talking about with the order book and the fact that we're dealing with an electronic algorithm and that whatever people tend to do, whatever activity they're doing, whether they're buying more, or they're selling more will influence the price of the stock. Then what that also means logically is that if you are to buy a certain amount of shares to a company that only has a small amount of their shares available, then your buying or your selling will have more of an impact on the stock. Okay, so I'll give you guys a clear example. Let me clean up the board here a bit. But I'll just put it in a perspective where you can easily grasp it. I'll wipe the rest. I hope you guys can kind of see this here. Um, But basically, if you bought 10K shares of a company with a million shares, right, that's a certain percentage. You're influencing the total amount of shares by, let's say, it's about 1%. Okay? Now, though, if you were to buy 10K shares for a company that only had 50K shares outstanding, right? All of a sudden, you have now made an impact on the stock market of 20% of the total amount of shares. Now, obviously, this is exaggerated, but I'll tell you what numbers to look out for. But generally speaking, here, you're going to make a much higher impact when you're controlling 20% of the market versus just 1%. I hope that makes sense. You know, rewatch this, kind of internalize it. But, you know, you're, again, you have to understand the stock price is influenced solely by how many people the price will go down so just make sure you're wary of that okay uh, i want to give you guys a good resource here i use this resource called lowflow.com and we're also going to make this available soon at inpennystock.com but lowflow.com is a really good resource where you can actually find companies and let and they'll tell you how many shares they have available and how many are kind of outstanding so you can figure out what the float is because low float stocks are more volatile and you should be wary of that. All right. At inpennystock.com, what we're going to be teaching also is how to use this information for your benefit. And we also go into more depth about similar to how you will look at low floats. We talk about how to look at how many people are, how many stocks are being shorted. And that's a very important terminology that we're going to need cover later or we have some modules on it at InPennyStock com so check it out there and that kind of wraps it up for today's lesson uh we do have the live chat so if you have any questions and you're watching please feel free to drop in a comment or a question if you want an address but we do have two uh, from students that have kind of emailed in or dm via social media i don't know if my team picked it up but uh yeah what's the first question are penny stocks worth the risk are penny stocks worth the risk that's a great question right and that's For you to understand whether or not that's a yes or no, I'm going to just lay it out to you guys yourself and you can make that decision. All right, because penny stocks, what they allow for is a high level of income for a low level of risk, but only if you do it right. All right, and the thing is that there's a lot of naysayers out there on the markets right now and just in the public who have had poor experiences doing their own trading and so they kind of try to tell other people that it's not worth it or it's volatile. But, you know, there's just one really great guy online. His name is Gary Vee. I'm sure you guys heard of him. But he kind of talks about how, you know, for certain people, the ROI or the amount of money that you can make, for example, from a basketball from, like, say, LeBron James is obviously he can make millions of dollars. with it. If you put it in the hands of someone like me or you or someone who doesn't play basketball, you're not going to make any money from it. Right, so it requires skill, it requires talent, and the way you build skill, just like with anything, is practice, research, studying, and doing. So you have to constantly refine your skills, and that's how you can make penny stocks worth it. But the whole other reason, right, is just because of the amount of profit that can be made, all right? So for example, if you look at, um, let me, I'm trying to think of a, a stock to share, but let's just go with Apple, right? Um, it's not the best example because we're in a bull market, but Apple, for example, if you buy it in a year, you might make 20% on your money, which financial advisors and planners and wealth managers and Goldman Sachs and all these companies will tell you 20% on your money annually is fantastic. It's incredible. People, If you told me you had an opportunity where you could make 20%, you could probably raise $20 million in a week. It's very easy for if you're able to make that type of return, right? And that's an amazing year. Usually, blue-chip stocks will only move a 5 to 10% a year. And that's a good year, right? So that's excluding any depressions or recessions or anything like that. Like, you would be happy if you got these types of returns. Now, however, let's look at your own income, right? Say even you have nice enough cash flow, you have $5,000. In one year, this $5,000 turn into $6,000. Now, the problem with that, though, is that think about in one year, you made only $1,000, right? It might sound fantastic, but those types of rules of these average returns really apply to millionaires. You know, those are people who are putting aside $10 million and making 20% of their money, which means they made $2 million a year. That's a good return. But for people like us, for average retail traders, if you're trying to make some extra income, if you're trying to invest your money right, This is too slow for you. Well, at least it was for me. I don't know. If this is good enough money for you, if a thousand dollars in a year is good, then, you know, you can probably be safer by just trading stocks like these and just holding them long term. And honestly, I always recommend students put at least 20% of their money aside for long term investments. So that's still a applicable strategy. But penny stocks, right? What you can actually do is if you look at Yahoo Finance or Finbiz.com or even on pennystock.com slash stocks, You can see top gainers and losers, and you can see that in a single day, you know, penny stock XYZ, that's just a hypothetical acronym, um, goes up 40% in a day or goes up 33% in a day. And that's what we're chasing. That's the type of returns we're chasing because then you can change, you know, I wouldn't even put $5,000 into it. I would put $2,000, but that $2,000, if in a single day, it went up 40%, now I just made another $800. So I'm at $2,800 in a single day. And again, this won't be your average day, but if you hold it over the long enough time, this type of income and profits is sustainable. You know, These are the type of money and income you would be able to make. All right, so I see someone, we have a question here on the live. Can I trade penny stocks if I have a full-time job? Great question. So that's actually one of the major ways that people actually initially Get involved with stock trading. All right, what they end up doing is right. You're working your job. You're finally making a decent income. You have some savings coming in, and now you're being smart and you're thinking, okay, you know, I always knew in school. I heard from Warren Buffett. You know, these whatever kind of side things you've heard of. Um, you want to put your money to good use. You want to make. Money. You want to have your money make money for you, right? So you know you should be responsible. You know you should do the right thing and invest your money, but now you don't know how, right? So a lot of the times we actually recommend that you start trading penny stock while working full time because, you know, you're not going to just overnight give up your income, give up your nine to five or your W2 job or whatever it is and get to trade. You know, that's a dumb move. It takes months to be able to refine your skills to become a good trader. So what we recommend here at Penny Stock is we show people how you can use mobile apps, how you can trade while working full time, how you can build your watch list and set real time alerts. So, you know the best times to trade. You know, we have these talents and these tricks called the double catalyst rule that you can set up alerts to trigger. So, at work, as long as you have the ability to pull away for about a minute or, you know, for a few minutes, you can actually execute your trade and still profit. All right. And uh, final question Where can I find a list of pink stocks? Okay, so where can I find a list of penny stocks? So that's a good question. So um, penny stocks, right? First of all, they're traded on a separate exchange than normal stocks. That's why they're given the terminology penny stocks. Okay. So for example, the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission. They will say that, the S, uh, that these penny stocks are pretty much defined for any stock under $5. All right. So that's a pretty good uh, vocab for it. There's a pretty good kind of threshold, but The key thing is where these stocks trade at, all right? So you've heard of the NASDAQ, you've heard of the New York Stock Exchange, I'm sure, right? Those are pretty popular, they're in New York. Um, They're where all the big companies trade on, Apple, Facebook, Netflix, Google, Amazon, Twitter, You know, all those public companies trade on either the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. That's where the big companies trade. Penny stocks, on the other hand, trade on different markets And they're known as either the OTC, which stands for over-the-counter, and pink sheets. Okay? So these are the different markets upon which penny stocks trade off. Now, you have to be wary of this because when you're setting up your trading account and you're looking for a broker to use, a lot of the times they're just going to be referencing NASDAQ and your stock exchange. For example, Robinhood has these. They don't have... A lot of trading platforms don't have, or you have to request specific access to the OTC and the pink sheets markets. So that's how you'll get access to them. But I'll give you guys a great resource here. Sorry, it's called otcmarkets.com. That's a great resource for you to be able to find pretty much all the petty stocks you're looking for, right? And then at com slash stocks, you can also pretty much search and filter through, you know, might as well on the plug. Uh, Final question, actually, I'm going to be reading from the live. I'm currently traveling. First of all, thank you, Jake, for showing up and asking questions. Uh, I'm traveling right now. Do I need to be in the United States to trade penny stocks? Great, great question. So although the exchanges are live in the U.S. markets timing, right, 9.30 Eastern to 4 p.m. uh, Eastern, that's how the markets trade, Uh, but you don't need to be in the United States. Right, thank God because of online, you know, as long as you have internet access and access to your trading platform, which is usually on a website, which you would require internet for, um, you can trade anywhere. And you have to trade in those market closes. So, whatever time it is overseas, you know, when I go overseas, technically, I'm looking at the stock market at nighttime there. So, it might be midnight, in, you know, in China, it might be overnight where the US markets are open. So, you will have to adjust your timings, but fortunately, you're still able to trade and execute trades from wherever you are. You just need your laptop or your phone and an internet connection to be able to input your orders. And honestly, uh, if you wanted to, I know a little bit more of our older generation uh, traders what they tend to do is they're still reliant on their broker. Um, they just have a long-standing relationship with them and you know they've served them in the past. so you can still call up your broker uh, if you want to execute a trade. Kind of an old school slower method, but it's available for you if you need it. You know, Wi-Fi goes out, but your phone's working. You know, maybe you can you can pull that in if you need to. So just something to keep in mind if it ever comes. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. I know we went into a lot of detail, uh, but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at inpennystock.com. And feel free to comment, review, and subscribe. That way you'll get notified immediately when we drop the new podcast. And I'm focusing on dropping a new podcast every day. So on your commute to work at the gym, whenever you're walking or even just for a casual briefing on what's going on in the markets, you can definitely get an episode from here in penny stock. And finally, always let me know about what topics you're interested in either via the review or emailing me and I'll make sure we deliver the content you're looking for. Thanks for your time
0: hey c-suite radio listeners jeffrey Hazel here chairman and ceo of the c-suite network has your business been seriously affected by covid19 are you having trouble getting a loan to meet payroll is government red tape causing your business to shut down well we're here to help c-suite loans is a business program designed to provide companies just like yours with immediate access to capital that will keep your business not only afloat but driving and thriving C-Suite Loans works in conjunction with vetted funding to provide you with the best options based on your financial needs. We understand the challenges and we have a solution. Visit csuiteloans.com today to learn more. Once again, that's c-suite, S-U-I-T-E, loans.com.